Hey, this is Mike Bauman coming to you from Toledo, Ohio for another episode of Bauman's Breakdown. This week we got Doc Coyle, part two, where we talk about hoops for 45 minutes. And I got Mike Jameson. Mike, how are you? I'm the seal tonight. I'm the seal to your toilet seat. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, we got, we got some good songs coming up for you tonight. We're gonna be putting on some a brand new band. They're called Kansas. Hey, you know what? This episode's brought to you by DOS, the system of past, present, and future. Go get yourself your own personal computer. Oh, they're too expensive. Too expensive. Hey, those typewriters are gonna be a thing of the past. No, never, never, never. I'll always, I love my typewriter. And we're also brought to you by floppy disks, about the size of your face, but they'll save all your stuff in one place. (laughs) Floppy disks, a proud sponsor of Bauman's Breakdown. It's a little hot out there today, Mike. You got a little weather update? I'll tell you, it's so hot out there, even the roosters, even the roosters ain't a crowing. And you know it's hot when the roosters ain't a crowing. But you know who is a crowing? Doc Coyle. He sat down with our very own Mike Mauman, which I guess is me, for a good two hours where we talked about music, we talked about Vegas Nerve, we talked about Philo Taxes, God forbid, and a little basketball, because we're both hoops junkies. That's right. I heard you were a good basketball player in the 60s. <laughs> I just wanted to see how long we could keep that going. <laughs> that wasn't bad for cheesy radio guys, yeah, was it? Let me tell you something. My favorite movie now is Black Dynamite because it brings back all of that great stuff. Great stuff. Great. Why are the Wayans brothers so underrated? Like criminally, yeah, but they're rich. Criminally underrated. They are. But they're rich. They're I, now, just... I've heard that uh, Well, Marlon Wayans has been doing uh, some, some TV stuff. Yes. Um, but... Uh, the younger, the son of, is it Damon Wayans? What is his name? Um, it's crazy how, how eerily similar he looks to his dad. And they just came out with that movie, uh, the, cop, the cop movie. I know what you're talking about. And I, don't, I just can't tell you. Uh, I'm stuck in the 60s. You're stuck in the 60s with Radio Guy? Yeah. Hey, yeah. well, if we Coming were... Coming up under your platters. Yeah, it is. The platters. And if we, well, if we were in the 60s, it'd be, hey, man. We're gonna mellow out no, tonight. No, no, I would have been, I would have been hardcore fast. This is Jethro Tull. I used to listen to CKLW, the Motor City. So, who, who is your favorite DJ from back in the day? Your favorite, like a guy that you listen to on the radio, and you're like, man, when I'm older, I'm gonna be just like him. You know, there was a guy, and when my dad worked at Woho, which is 1470 now, back when I was learning my things in the trade, there was a guy called the Mojo Man. The Mojo Man, and, I like uh, it. And he used to wear a turban, and people would come down Pickle Road and pull in there <clears throat> and look in the big window, and the Mojo Man was doing it. And he, he kind of like Wolfman Jack, kind of, but he was fast talker. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And he always had something good to say, and he nailed it. He nailed the posts. And, uh, and I just, uh, just kind of hooked up with him again on Facebook, and he's about 65 years old. And, like, they'd have these big parades and everything downtown Toledo, like, for Christmas and stuff. And, uh, and <clears throat> the Mojo Man, they'd put him in, like, this, like, a limousine, a convertible limousine. And I used to go with him. You know, I'd sit in there with him and wave and everything. I was about seven years old. And just, I always wanted, I always wanted them pipes, man. So you, know? you could actually see him live doing oh, his yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, spinning the platter. 1470 AM, the good guys. That's what they were called, the good guys. Yeah. You know, and then he'd just go off onto one of his trains. You got to just get on one of these websites where you can hear all these old air checks. They're just phenomenal. Uh, Jay Richards was awesome. Jay actually gave me my start in country radio. And, uh... And, and you did country radio? Oh, yeah. Classic country, 1470. Yeah, that was my first uh, Vern Godson. Here's How Vern Godson. How long ago Godson. was that? Ooh. Classic country, huh? 91, 92. 91, 92. Yeah, because 1470 um, uh, was classic country there. Then they went to CNN radio, and it basically was the feed of CNN for a long time. Okay. And I sold that, which was, you think selling Toledo Sports Network's hard? Try selling a rebroadcast of CNN. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We figured out a way to sell it and uh, uh, had a lot of good times there. And then I worked at uh, Star 105 on, uh, you know, on their uh, big, big hit weekends and stuff like that. So I never got into the, 
you know, Monday morning, you know, Monday through Friday, 8 a, you know, I always wanted my own morning radio show. And that's why we do what we do on Saturday mornings. Yeah. And we showed up in the ratings locally. Our show, okay, for those of you who who are listening around the world, we also do a radio. You've heard us talk about sports uh, before. And you don't have the link on for that? Shame on you. We we are on the local FM station, 106.5. And it's a big big sports radio station in the area. The only yeah yeah really basically and we've got uh, on fm anyway Mm -hmm. and we've we've got a saturday morning slot from eight o'clock a.m to nine o'clock 801 (laughs) a.m and uh and we've had a lot of fun uh mikey does his uh great lakes golf today which used to be on like fox sports ohio and all that stuff we're gonna be all over next year and uh we're wrapping that up so basically we turned the golf stuff now we're switching to high school football because, uh, as y'all know, college football is starting this weekend, and so is high school football in the state of Ohio. Yes. We've got our first games Friday night, so we're pumped. But we actually... I'm nervous, but we're pumped. Our, our radio show is a lot like this podcast, where we basically just riff and riff and riff yeah, and riff. means nothing. But, see, here's the thing. You can be unscripted, but know what you're, where you're going to go. And that's what we do. I don't know how. We're, we're, un, we we're unscripted, <laughs> but we know what we want to hit on. Right. So it's not just completely helter-skelter. And we're registering uh, with some people. We showed up in the ratings. Yeah. And I think it's because when people listen to us, I think that they feel like they can relate. Like yeah, they're sitting they, around the water cooler with their buddies, right, cracking right. a few beers. We're at the bowling alley drinking paps yeah, yeah. and uh, and talking talking poop. And that's what's fun. Poop. I mean – there, there, there's one particular gentleman on on our show who who shall remain nameless. Dave. Uh, <laughs> for the sake of argument, let's just say his name is Tave Druman. There you go, Tave and, Druman. Uh, Tave Druman. Live. You know he's not a bad guy. He 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 Hello doesn't. Golfer. He doesn't like me because way back in the day he used to be punk. an assistant. I'm not a punk. Yeah. He used to be an assistant coach at this community college Where in Florida called called, uh, called uh, Pasco Hernando. And the first time we all heard that name, we started laughing hysterically. The Moyle Man! Because it's nothing against Pasco Hernando, but instantly I thought, and you got to remember, this is Saturday morning, so my, my track, my frame of mind was like, you know, and that was when we used to go on at 7 in the morning. Yeah. So I would literally get up at like 6.23. After being out drinking and, pina coladas and all drive to And uh, drive to your place just like super exhausted and just... And I, for, I thought that was hilarious. So I was just like, can you imagine Antonio Banderas saying, Pasco Hernando? And, and Dave took that personally. He took it personally when we're just, he, he well, well, <laughs> at least at least I coached. What You only played CYO and uh, you were a wannabe. And, and it's like, dude, I'm not even making fun of you coaching down there. I just think the idea of Pasco Hernando sounds funny when you do it in an Antonio Banderas Zorro type, you know, Pasco Hernando, come to our gym, play our games, and we will crush you. Like I just, and if you're a beautiful woman, Dave Truman will coach you. You know, you know. But anyway, anyway, we're getting off on a little tangent here. But we 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 actually showed up in the ratings, which is cool. So we got the ball rolling. I'm excited for high school football. And I'm the, more energetic wait, on this the, on this part. But. The best thing about it, when Norm said we were in the we were in the uh, ratings, he said it's just kind of funny, like. Before you, there were no ratings. Then you're on and all these ratings. And then the second you guys are off the air, no more ratings again. <laughs> for the whole station? No, no. For that time, you know. Oh, for that so time slot. seven to eight, nothing. Okay. From eight to nine, something. And then from nine to ten. Oh, okay. Okay. I got gotcha. you. So. Well, hey, man. You know what? You got you to gotta be true to yourself. You got to have fun. And that's what we try to do. You know, like part of me, I was like, oh, I'm getting a little nervous. Football starting. But then part of me is like, you know what? I'm we'll going to get out there. And it's going to be fun. We'll make it This work. is freaking year number five yep, yep, at yep. Toledo Sports Network. Yep. And uh, try and like, like a, you know, just a crazy man to sell some advertising. So, you know, that's how we keep the ship afloat, man. We got to get people believing in us. So yes. if you are in Northwest Ohio and you're listening to this <laughs> or Southeast Michigan, uh, feel free to give us uh, a jangle. Go to ToledoSportsNetwork.com. Email Mike at Mike at ToledoSportsNetwork.com. Email me at mbaum and at toledosportsnetwork.com. And if you're listening around the world, just fast forward through that 10 seconds of your life yeah. for the shameless pug that you're never going to get back again. But anywho, let's get to today's guest, shall we? Doc Coyle. And I got to be honest. Doc, uh, 
this whole thing started because I listened to Equilibrium a couple years ago when it came out. I It blew my mind. I thought it was one of the best metal records I had heard in a long time. It's just one of the best records I had heard in a long time. And uh, started following Doc on Twitter, and I was like, you know what? And that was just uh, – that was the same year that we had um, – we had started the podcast. It was almost two years ago, and uh, I just got a hold of him on Twitter just to say, "Hey, man, I really loved Equilibrium. I do a music podcast. Love to have you on the show." And it was literally like, Boom. "Okay, sweet. Uh, you know, let me know when and where, who, who to contact, blah blah blah." And it was literally that easy. And uh, Doc's moved to California, as you guys heard in the last show. He's got stuff going with Vegas Nerve, which I'm pumped to hear when the EP finally comes out. He's got Rebel Noise Group. They have their first show. Uh, it may have even been this week or coming up this weekend uh, that he does with uh, Tommy Vext, who is an incredible singer, and they do covers of rock. And I mean, they're all phenomenally talented musicians. And uh, he's also going to be playing in, I believe, The Killing Lights I saw on his Facebook, oh, wow. uh, which had a couple of guys from another band. So uh, he's making it work, man. And, and it gives me a lot of inspiration, too, because I'm in, as you guys heard in the last show, too, I'm kind of in that tweener spot, too, where. I know to do what I really want to do full time and make a living doing what I love to do. Relocating is is in my future, and uh, and it, it gets less scary with the passing of each day because um, you know we all got to survive, we all got to make money, and uh, but but uh, it, it, he's really been awesome. It, it, it just to talk to. He's a down to earth guy, and for having never met him before, he was just. He's always been cool, and uh, we we talked again for two hours when we spoke a couple weeks ago, and and uh, the second half of it was all basketball. So hopefully, there's a fellow metalhead metalheads out there, music uh, people that also really love the NBA because that's what we're talking about for the next uh, 45 minutes. So uh, uh, I hope you enjoy it. We're excited for the NBA season. Uh, Northwest Ohio is going nuts. Ohio is going nuts because LeBron James came back home. Kevin Love is is joining the Cleveland Cavaliers, so now there's a new big three with uh, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, and LeBron James. And I, I'm just pumped for the NBA this year. And I meet a lot of people who are like, I don't like the NBA. And it's you know what I always tell people, Mike, because you're a big basketball guy too, just yeah. like me. You know what the coolest part about going into an NBA game is? Warm-ups. And I say that because they don't miss. And we do a lot of high school games, and they're fun. But, you know, it's high school. You see a lot of turnovers. Right. Uh, you're, it's rare that you see a kid who really has a great jump shot. We see a lot of great scores, but just somebody in terms of filling it up, from the first guy on the bench to the last guy on the bench, they're all swish, swish, swish. I mean, yeah, it's I cool. mean, it's yeah. it's. So if you're a fan of the game, like I, I just I love it. So uh, we went off. We talked about basketball, and uh, we we decided to make this part two, um, part two. because we talked about music for like an hour, and then we talked about basketball. So anyway, I'm going to shut up, and Mike, cue it up. Here's Doc Coyle. Part deux. Part deux. <laughs> Talking to Mike Bauman here on 187 The Stink. It happened today. It's official, at least, from what I understand, that Kevin Love is going to the Cavaliers. So for yeah. Andrew Wiggins and Anthony Bennett and a first-round pick. Yeah. So I, I wanted to see how yeah. you felt about that. Because I'm, I'm like right in the midst of it here in Toledo. We're only like two hours away. So Ohio is like going bananas right now over this. I mean, it's it's pretty – actually, it's 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 pretty crazy. And if they get Sean Marion, I don't really see how they're not the favorite, at least out of the East. Um, I, I think the only thing with Cleveland that's going to be weird is they're, they're still probably going to be – a not good defensive team. Like that's the thing is like outside of LeBron, like no no one's really you know Kyrie is not a good defender. Kevin Love is not a great defender. Um, and Anderson Verrilli is okay, but he's hurt all the time. Tristan Thompson is not known for being a great defender. Um, and that's the thing is they said like no. Basically, it's almost impossible to win a championship without a top ten defense. Yeah, and they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna. I mean, if they're healthy, they're gonna score like crazy. I mean, I think the one thing that's really great is for the first time, and this is is LeBron needs to play less minutes. I think that's what you really saw at in the final because he was you know in the finals he you know he averaged you know it was like twenty nine points, eight rebounds, six like it was a regular LeBron numbers, 
but the fact is you can tell that the dude is just playing 100 games every year, playing 40 minutes, being, you know, he led the team in points, rebounds, and assists. Like, you can, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he can't be the power forward, the point guard, the shooting guard. Like, he's, you know, he, you know, especially then with, with Wade kind of having a, a really crappy series. So, the thing that's great is he, you know, he probably, you'll probably see like a career low in scoring from LeBron because he just won't have to score as much because Kyrie and Kevin Love can fucking score. Like, yeah. you, you saw, like, Chris Bosh, like, his scoring went down, down, down. You know, it was, it was actually about consistent. Um, but Wade's went down, and the the supplementary players were not filling in like they, like they quite had. I think that's what you really saw. Like, Mike Miller was gone. Um, Shane Battier was not the same. You know, he, he basically wasn't even playing. Um, yeah. You know, Richard Lewis actually stepped up, and Ray Allen, Ray I thought, was fucking great in the playoffs. Actually, I think it was kind of under underrated how, how good he did. And they're saying he still might go to Cleveland as well. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if they can afford him because he said he's not taking the, the, vet, the vet's minimum. Um, but, yeah, I think it's um, – I think, honestly, I just – I love – I think the, pre, the reason why people like free agency and trades is that it, it like – it's like a it's like a fantasy because it's like it's like it's like fantasy because you basically it changes things up yeah you know it's like oh it's like it's like the expendables you know what i'm saying it's like oh imagine if van damme and schwarzenegger and wesley Snipes were in the same movie like that's what trades are like yeah and when you so it's like oh imagine if lebron and and you get and it's like in in your head you're just imagining this super unstoppable team um but i think it's and in, in, in a way, too, it's also a little bit of magic. And in some ways, it kind of, in my mind, makes the letter he wrote a little less kind of uh, earnest. Because it's like, it's just like, I'm going home to be with my family <laughs> home. And it's like, motherfucker, you got a better big three now <laughs> than you did in, than you did in fucking Miami. So you kind of, you want to go home, but then you actually are kind of, he's like a mad genius in a way, yeah. you know, where he kind of did the same thing where he got a super team, but he did it in a way where now everyone loves him instead yeah. of hates him. Yeah. So I think he pretty, genuinely felt bad about, about the way he left too. I, I do. I, I think, I mean, he's, he's one of those guys that, that plays it pretty close to the vest in terms of the stuff he, he says and whatnot because he knows he's got an image to maintain. But for the most part, he seems pretty honest. And I, I genuinely think that he he felt like an absolute jerk for the way he left after a certain amount of time because, you know, he's still a big Ohio State guy. And there was a couple times where he came back for basketball games and those kids were, were booing him, you know what I mean? And, and then finally within, like, the last year – People in Ohio were like, you know what, I, 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 you know, we've got Kyrie, we've got some young talent. I think it'd be cool if LeBron came back. I'm interested to see the effect he has on Dion Waiters. I think of all the young guys, because like you said, Kyrie can score, Kevin Love can score. Their games are pretty much at that point where having a guy like LeBron is only going to make them better, but they're already all-star caliber players. Dion Waiters is like... I was when I was listening to Bill Simmons podcast. He was talking about that. He's like, he's the guy that like if you were playing street pickup basketball, like you'd want him on your team because he's kind of like crazy in that you know he can just go off and score and that he has that will to win. It's just being able to harness it. And I I really think that it's going to be interesting to see the dynamic between those two because when I watch Kyrie and Dion Waiters play together, I. I see two real ball-dominant guards, and I'm like, I don't know if it can really work. Right. I feel like he'd be better coming off the bench, but I, I, I think LeBron's going to have a big impact on Deion Waiters. I think, I think that dude's legit. He's going to I mean, he's gonna have a big impact on everyone, and the thing that's really kind of cool about their team now is that it's a really good blend between, like, young guys, yeah, kind of like... You know, a guy like Kevin Love was not, he's like young, but he's kind of, he's been in the league for a minute. He's, you know, he's not, he's not old, but he's not young either. And then you have like straight up veterans like, like, uh, you know, Mike Miller yeah. and James Jones. So it's a, and, and Verizon. So it's kind of a, a 
a, a nice mix. Um, and it was just, I think it's going to be a really fun team. Like six, I don't think they're going to be a great defensive team, but they're going to score a lot as long as they're healthy. Yeah. Um, it's going to be, you know, I th- actually it's, it's pretty funny because it's it'll be like the doc, the um, Uncle Drew commercials. Yeah. That's <laughs> Kevin Love and and, Ky- and Kyrie. Yeah. So like you know, so maybe maybe one day they'll put on the old man makeup and fucking uh, <laughs> <laughs> shit on people. No, I mean it's 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 such it's almost like a stranger than fiction kind of story of him going going back. Um, and I think it's I think it's good good for sports. And I I never disliked LeBron. Yeah. Um, I thought I think there's a you know I I, I wrote about it, but I think there's a, a huge huge um, kind of a double standard in terms of you know people. You know all these particular types of sports fans. They hate super teams, but only when the play like they hated the fact that the players conspired, right? Yeah. But they had no problem if the if they they're traded or if the team drafts super you know a super team. I'm like, so what's the difference? Why is it okay for front office people to do it, but it's not okay for grown men? Like, like to me, there's something there that people are not copying to. Yeah. Like there's some. I don't know. To me, it's almost quasi like sub subversively racist. Like, like young black dudes can't make decisions for themselves as long as there's a white guy in the office somewhere making a decision. Then it's totally fine. I never you thought know? about it. I or, never thought about it that the, way. But that's you bring up an interesting point though, because I, I yeah I I never thought about that way. But it, it that's that's definitely an interesting angle for sure. And. And and it's just a willful ignorance of the fact that the NBA has always been dominated by super teams and dynasties. It's like the fucking you know Bill Russell Celtics won eleven championships in thirteen, in like 13 years. years. Yeah, <laughs> it's like are you fucking kidding? There was like fucking twelve Hall of Famers on the, on our team, and it's like go, go back and look. How the fuck did the Lakers get? James, all right, they already had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Then they got Magic Johnson with the number one pick. And then two days later, they got James Worthy with the number one pick after they won, like, 60 games. How the fuck do you get the number one pick when you won 60 games? <laughs> Can someone explain that to me? Yeah. That's a, that's a me. So, you know. Who was the other number one pick they had there, too? Because they had four at one point, didn't they? Who was the other guy they had in the early? Uh, Michael, not Michael Cooper. Um, oh, it's going to drive me crazy. They had another guy who was the number one pick that that gets that gets lost with Worthy, Magic, and Kareem. There was one other guy too, and James Worthy. I'm I'm trying to think of who the other guy was. I don't I don't think they had not that they drafted not not with that team. Not that they drafted, but but at one point they had um, four number ones on the roster. I can't remember who it was. Because I tweeted that when Cleveland, when LeBron went back, I was like, is that the first time a team's had four number ones? And then a, a writer tweeted me and was like, no, uh, um, the Lakers had that when they had Worthy, Magic, Kareem, and um, Kareem. James Worthy. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure who the, who the, who the, who the, who the, who the fourth was. I'd, I'd have to go and look, look it up. Um, but yeah, it was, probably, it was probably that team. But even you look at the, the Celtics of that time, you know, you had the greatest front line in history. Yeah, you, you know Dennis Johnson, Danny Ainge. Yeah, you know you had. Um, they had Bill had? Walton as Bill, like a Bill, bench warmer. Bill Walton. <laughs> yeah, you know so, you know, but my, but my point is is so that was those were two dynasties in the midst of that, and then even in with the Sixers when you had Moses Malone and Dr. J and uh, and Mo Cheeks. You know the, yeah. the the faux 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 team. You know considered to be one of the one or two or three best teams of all time. And they had Doug Collins on that team too. They had uh, Steve Mix. They had uh, um, Daryl Dawkins for a little t- point was with them too. Yeah. And then and then and then fast forward. And then you had the the Bulls dynasty. You know with you know with the, and the, at their peak they had three, you know you know you had Rodman. Like I was watching. If you look at the lineup of. Ron Harper, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Tony Kukoc. That is one of the most athletic and skillful five men teams in history. Like, it's crazy. Like, people don't, 
that's one thing you know I thought the most comparable thing was the the heat uh because they were, it was that same thing where like, they didn't have a true center yeah but just all like length and athleticism and skill at every every position without a true point guard either so it was like these very interesting parallels but so they won six then the Lakers of the 2000s with the, with their you know two Hall of Fame like it's been dominated by dynasties and the Spurs who won four within whatever or you know within that 15 year span yeah so, I mean and you, and you could even make the argument with the Spurs that I, I won't say it's a fluke because they drafted all those guys but people forget that the only reason they had the number one pick in 97 was because David Robinson had like a, a year ending er, injury yeah. the year before and they were terrible and they ended up getting Tim Duncan otherwise Tim Duncan may yeah, have been tanked, whoever you once know? he got hurt they tanked the season so that they could get Tim Duncan so people you know Exactly. So some of it is happenstance. You look at Oklahoma City, like they they would have had. Are you thinking about Oklahoma City if they never would have gotten rid of Jeff Green and if they would have kept Harden? How fucking good they would be! Yeah. It was, you know, with always like four dudes just just balling, right? You know, and they and obviously they they, they drafted all those guys. But my, my, my exact point is, what does it matter how it happens? You know, um, I don't. I don't think it does. And as I said, they're grown people, and if you're a grown adult, you should get to decide where you work. Right. Right. You know, and it's like, yo, you know, if you're a skilled person and you, you want to work, you're you don't want to work at Apple. You want to go work at Microsoft. No one should el- should have an opinion in that. Yeah. You know, and I and I think there's this this this. this um, hypocrisy involved there and like i said a, a willful ignorance of like i'm a big fan of bill burr's podcast and he complains he's like he calls them the pylon teams i wrote it i'm like dude you're like so full of shit you're a fucking celtics fan and you're and you're not acknowledging your you know you know your larry bird teams and how fucking stacked they were yeah. why the finals were the same every fucking year for the 80s <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. You know, you just don't like. You just don't like. It's like, you know, it's like shitting on the new band just because you liked your band when they were a, a kid, even though no. It's like, you know, it's like it's like shitting on Black Veil Brides and being a Kiss fan. Yeah. It's like, are you are you kidding me? <laughs> it's like, you know, are like you, that band. In, are you anyway. excited? Are you excited about the the Knicks? Were you happy that Carmelo came back? You know, I think the Knicks will be. I'm, I'm definitely happy he came back because I think if you were going to get rid of him, they should have. If they were going to get rid of him, they should have blown the team up mid-season and just and traded. Like if you could have traded Melo and Chandler mid-season and then gotten back like a lottery pick this year and just started scratch, then that would have been a good move. Right. But if you couldn't, if you couldn't do that. As long as you have him back, you have a chance. Because the dude is right in his prime. Like, maybe this is, like, the last year of his prime. Because um, last, I mean, the last two years, he's, he's been fucking incredible. Um, but he's had no help. I mean, literally, like, it's, he has too much of an off, of, a, of a burden. Same thing, like, like Melo, he's been terrible in fourth quarters because he's tired. He's exhausted. Right. You know? Same minutes. thing, like, he... The dude is thirty years old. He led the league in minutes. Yeah. It was like he averaged like forty-two minutes a game last year. It's, it's too much, and um, it's they're in a weird spot because they were worse last year than everyone thought they would be. But the year before it, they were way better than everyone thought they would be. Right. So it's like who is the t- who is the team really? I think losing Chandler is definitely going to hurt. But I think he kind of mentally checked out. In certain certain ways, um, over over the last couple couple years. So I mean, I'm not really excited about their center position, but we'll see. I mean, I think they'll be a playoff team, like right on the cusp, you know, like an, a a seven eight eight seed if they can stay healthy. But they're kind of banking on that 2015 landing somebody, and they can. But it'll be hopefully it'll it'll be a situation like kind of the way Dallas did it, where like they where they kind of. You know they they made that late push, you know building putting that team around Dirk, um, but I mean listen having Phil there is gonna be good, yeah. No matter what, um, luckily for him it's like that's a, in a way like Phil has nothing to lose, right? Outside of maybe 
if he does a shitty job, people are like, oh, he sucks at being. But it's like the dude has more money than God. He has more rings than everybody. Like, you know, and he has just a kind of like, he's so confident in himself. Like, it's just a certain air of like, oh, everything's going to be all right. Phil's here. Yeah, he's you know? a Zen master, man. I, I like I like them getting uh, Jose Calderon, too. I mean, he's one of those point guards that nobody ever talks about, but he's had consistent numbers going all the way back to when nobody heard of him in Utah. And then I think Tim Hardaway's uh, junior is going to be getting better and better. I really like his game. He has a lot of confidence in his game. And I think that when you get a distribute first point guard like Calderon, who's also a bigger point guard and not like a real defensive liability like they've had in the past with some of their other point guards, I think he's going to have more of an unsung hero type of season than people that are just sort of casual fans think. Because that Calderon can play, and he'll help be able to spread the floor. Because a lot of times it seemed like with the Knicks, like of course you want to get the ball to Melo, Everybody knew it was going to Mello. They still know it's going to go go to Mello, but now I think you can do more stuff off the pick and roll and get guys in the corners and spread the floor because you got Hardaway, you got Calderon, and you've got Carmelo. So there might be situations I think where they can put him off a of screen and he doesn't have to dribble the ball for like ten seconds and try to make a miraculous shot at the end of the game. So I think I think Jose, I think that was a good trade because, like you said, I think at times Tyson was kind of like. Ah, uh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. He's getting older. He's back in, and I and I've always loved Tyson Chandler's game, but I, he's he's not in his prime anymore. You're pretty much counting him on him for for defensive rebounding and just to be an enforcer down low. And I think, yeah, it might hurt not having that. But when you got a point guard like Calderon, who's kind of a savvy vet, I, I coupled with the young shooters that they have, I think it's really. I think J.R. Smith's going to have a better year than he had last year. I think Hardaway is going to have a big close, year. It's going to be. It's going to be good. Strong. Yeah, I, I, I like what the strong. Knicks did. I like what they did. Who do you who I do you think was the biggest I, underrated uh, free agent signing? Like out of all the, uh, who do you think was pretty underrated? Because I, I I got a guy, but I wanted to, I wanted to ask you and see what, who you thought was like the one that really went under the radar. Who did uh, didn't Golden State sign somebody? Who did they sign? I'm I'm, I'm trying to look, trying to look through. Actually, probably the. The best pickup for any team was probably Dallas getting um, Chandler Parsons. Like in terms of just like a big improvement, yeah. of 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 what of what they had. Actually, you know, you know what's a surprise was really came in left field was uh, Paul Pierce going to Washington. Yeah, you know that like I mean I, honestly I think defensively it's a step back compared to Ariza, um, and he obviously doesn't get up and down the the floor the same way, but. Having Paul Pierce on your team is never a bad thing. Even though I, I, kind of, I wish he would have went to uh, the Clippers. Yeah. Because I think because they've been the Clippers have been like rotating that three spot. It's like Matt Barnes. It's fucking. It's uh, Jared Dudley. Like like they bought. They feel like they never set, settled that, and they got Danny Granger, and that didn't work out. So um, yeah, I think those those. I'm trying to think of everything right now, but I, I think Golden State got uh, Sean Livingston. Yeah, that. I thought that was a really good, really good pickup for them because they're you know just having guys coming off the bench because they because they never really filled that um, uh, Jared Jack role. Yeah, you know um, that that never you know that he was so great for them. Carl Landry was so so great for them. Actually, no, no, no. I'm racing all that. <laughs> here's the here's the best pickup. Best pickup was the Clippers getting Spencer Hawes. Yeah, that was yeah. that that was the best one because that. Them not have you know because you look the last couple of years they've had rotating guy like guys that were great and then they lost them because they had Kenyon Martin and Reggie Evans and two years ago yeah. and then th- those guys left and then the year before that they had Lamar Odom who actually did an underrated job he actually people remember he he was c- closing games with um, John Jay Jordan on the bench yeah um, and actually played really good defense to strip wasn't scoring a lot but was kind of just doing a little a lot of little things. And then this this year they didn't really have anyone. Like once, um, once DeAndre went to the bench, they had no no rim protection. So this is going to give them an option to have a late game situation where you have a, a big that can spread the floor. And you know Spencer is not a bad defender, and he's a he's a, he's, a, he's a good player. So that was I think really that's that's I think the most underrated where they can move into that next echelon. Because I think that I really thought they were going to beat Oklahoma City in that series. 
I yeah. thought they were better in a lot of ways. Actually, except defensively, they're they can't stop people in the long run, so they got to figure that out. The one guy I'm a little biased because I'm a Pistons fan. The one guy that went way under the radar, and I still can't believe they got him for what they did because he's shown at times that he can really flat out score and he's he's good size two guard. Especially now with Paul George getting hurt, I, I really think that Rodney Stuckey going to the Pacers was really underrated because he had like six coaches in seven years in Detroit. He can score. He's like 6'5", 200. I, I, I really like Stuck going to the Pacers. I, I I always liked him in Detroit. I just felt like they never had him consistently where he should have been, which was at the two. They tried to make him a point guard, and then they traded Chauncey. Like That whole thing just exploded, but... I, I think Rodney Stuckey, I think teams like Chicago and Oklahoma City who are really close to like that championship level are going to regret not having an extra guy that you can kind of have be like a Vinny Microwave guy. So I, I look well, for him to have a good year in Indiana. Yeah, but the problem in Indiana is with Paul George hurt and um, Lance Stevenson gone, they're, 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 their offense is done. You know, I mean, Lance, you know, that's basically their – they're two top scorers. They're two best wing defenders. They're two ball handlers. Like, it's, they're screwed. So it's like, it's going to be, you know, uh, I'm not saying it's going to be good or bad, but it's, it's, I don't think it's going to matter because I think they're, they're, they're probably not going to be a playoff team. You really think it's going to be that bad without Paul George now that they won't even make the playoffs? They were one of the, they're, they were one of, the, from, after like February first, they were the worst offense in the league next to the Sixers. I didn't realize it was that bad. And then you take and then look look at them through the basically the first two rounds of the playoffs, they were averaging yeah. like seventy five points a game. I mean they're they're not they're and for some reason they all of a sudden they 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 started scoring well against Miami for whatever reason. <laughs> but yeah. uh, then they but they ended up obviously ended up losing. But no, I think it's going to be really bad. I think I think losing Lance, people don't, you know, Lance. I thought Lance should have made the All Star team last year. Yeah, you know, obviously he's a head case. Like that shit he was doing in the in the playoffs against the Heat, I thought was. I, I don't think it got enough credit like that. How how bad? Like I think he made things worse. You know, because he should just like, dude, you don't just play play your game. You don't have to do all that bullshit. Like and yeah, just just doing like. You know, instigating stuff, and the refs didn't call. Like I don't know, I, I didn't feel like he was he was regulated well. But uh, but Charlotte, you know, him going to Charlotte. Charlotte's going to be they're going to be pretty, interesting. Yeah, I mean, they lost Josh McRoberts, which kind of you know hurts their you know with a team that doesn't have a lot of shooting to begin with. That doesn't that doesn't help. But 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 defensively, with uh, with Stevenson, they're going to be pretty beasts. You know, and they were already a really good defensive defensive team. So. Yeah, and they you know. got they got Noah Vonley from Indiana, who's kind of like a stretch four, and he I think they'll be able to yeah. pair him well with uh, with oh, yeah. uh, so just, Al Jefferson down low. Yeah, and they got Al Jefferson down low, and plus plus you've got Kemba Walker and Lance Stevenson both have that New York City connection. They kind of cut. They came from that that cloth of ball players, and and they and you can see it the way they play, man. They just they play hard, and and I. Lance Stevenson, at times, yeah, he, he kind of reminds me, like, if if back in the day on Mad TV, like, if Aerie Spears could play, like, a really crazy basketball player, like, when Lance Stevenson is, like, that at that far end of it, it reminds me of that. But there's times where he's locked in and he gets in the zone. And I, I think I think that New York connection between him and him and Kemba is going to be good. And you, you bring Noah Vonley in as sort of a stretch for Al Jefferson, I think, is – is one of the best kept secrets in the NBA because there's not there's not too many guys like him who have that old school low post game where they can uh, they can face know, up and do the mid range jumper and beat you down low. So they're gonna be fun to watch, man. Yeah, he's the best. Him and Brooke Lopez are the best low post centers, like hands hands down. Um, he's a better re- he's a better rebounder than than, than Brooke. But uh, no, nah, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's, it's interesting every year. I I like to I love when things get moved around, like mixing it up. I, you know, it's like you look at the Spurs; they literally brought back everyone. It's gonna be the exact same team. Yeah, it's about that. It's a little boring, but you know, I mean, they're like the best. Basically, it's the best offensive team I've ever seen in my yeah. life. 
Um, I didn't see them doing that to the Heat. I was really surprised. I mean, I I thought that they, after what happened last year, that they that they were going to have a chance to really win it. But to dominate them the way they did was pretty pretty crazy to watch. And then they get Kyle Anderson with the last pick in the first round in like a very deep draft out of UCLA, and that to me is like that's just what they do, man. Yeah, I mean it's going to be, you know, when when Duncan's is done, I think that's going to be. Obviously, uh, uh, there's certain things he does that can't be replaced. It's just, it do, it's just, you know, he's a a wonder kind or whatever he used to say. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that I mean, it's, there were moments in the last couple of years. I think people forget, like like those first um, in 2012 when they lost to the Thunder when they won two straight, and it was like, like I said, it was that that clinic. Like when they, their, their peaks, when they're functioning on all cylinders. Is the is the most beautiful basketball I've I've ever seen, and we saw them hit that against against the Heat. We saw them hit it. You know, it's like when they swept the Clippers uh, last last year. It was just like they just shred. And they you know, people they beat the the fucking Trailblazers like it was a joke. Yeah, yeah. it's a joke. <laughs> and the same, and then and then last year in the conference finals they they like dismantled the Grizzlies. Just they swept it. Like people don't. People know they like these are like really good teams, and they just steamroll them. And then when they've lost, it's always been kind of like a fluke thing. Like when they lost to the Heat, that fucking that Ray Allen shot was kind of a fluke thing. Or when they lost to um, Oklahoma the, the year before, they you know Oklahoma just kind of got hot. Like something just happened. Like like they played out of character, and just so. so I, th- I don't think we should have been as surprised as we were, even though I was too. You know, just because yeah. we thought, I, th- I think we all thought the Heat were better as well. You know, than than they appeared to be. And I think with he- the Heat, they're one of the things they had was that, you know, that that dominance of those their main guys. You know, of of just like, like you know, people forget it's like when Chris Bosh got hurt in that it, um, Indiana series, and then you know. Pe- LeBron and Wade, like collectively, averaged like seventy points yeah. <laughs> for, the, for like the remaining games. Like they they just went to a superhuman level. Or and then the series, and then uh, the year before that against Boston, when like LeBron had like that you know like game six when they were down three two and he, he scored like you know forty six points and just Impressive. it was a whole this that ability to, to channel that next level. And when that wasn't there, when they couldn't get to that you know and the thing is there's you know san antonio like i said they, they just realized at a certain point it's like oh we can't beat this team they're just better than us and they were yeah you know? am they i were. am i crazy to think that the pistons have an outside chance of getting the eighth seed in the east am, am i am i being too much of a fan to think they can get the eighth seed in the east if greg monroe comes back i think you have to trade josh smith because he doesn't josh smith is a stretch is he's not even a stretch for he's a four yeah you know, he should just he he'll function better. I just hate that um, that configuration of those three three guys playing together. I don't think it works. I'm not a fan of Brandon Jennings. Guys like barely shot over forty percent ever uh, in his in his career. You know, he's a you know, yeah. I, I I don't I don't think you know he's undersized. He can't guard anybody. Um, I don't I don't love I yeah I, I feel like you, you can either have Brandon Jennings or you can have Josh Smith but you but you can't have both. But I think Josh Smith could work great with the right team but you know you know he needs to go to like I don't know he's oh you got you got overpaid it's just I just I just don't 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 like that there but That's but what have, scares I, me like they have I, Stan Van, but they have Stan Van Gundy and Stan Van Gundy knows what he's doing. That guy yeah. is an underrated coach. I he has, you know he's kind of he has a grading personality. Which I think rubs people the wrong way, but um, but I but but I think he, given enough time, he will definitely write that ship. That's what I'm scared about, Josh Smith. I'm just scared when he if if and when that trade happens, he's going to have those consistent games where he's has like 19 points and like eight rebounds and five blocks and three steals and four assists, and you're like, why did we trade him? But he would be the the problem is 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 if they if Greg Monroe resigns, which I I I have confidence will happen, because I don't think Stan Van Gundy wants to let go to two gems like Drummond and Monroe, who have different games and can work well together. If Josh Smith is not on the floor, 
I don't think he wants to let him go. But I think, like you said, in that situation, you'd probably want Josh Smith in a different role and not on the floor at the same time. And I just don't know. I don't know. Maybe Stan Van Gundy's the one who can do it, but I don't know if you can take him and bring him off the bench if he's willing to do that at this stage of his career. No, I don't think he wants they're, to do it. Uh, more likely, they can find a taker. I heard Sacramento would take him, which would be to have Rudy Gay... Uh, Josh Smith and uh, Jamarcus Cousins on the same team is like would be hilarious. It's just like I, the be- only thing that would be better if they could get J.R. Smith too. Cause it would just be like the knucklehead team, 2015. That would be amazing, <laughs> you know. But uh, I don't. You know, he would actually. I think Josh Smith would actually be pretty good in Houston at the four. Yeah, I think that would work really. But I don't. But given his salary, I don't know. You know, if they would have. Waited to trade Jeremy Lin. Maybe they could have. They could have done that. But you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a fun season, man. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Well, dude, this. Oh, is, something else. Something well, else too. Yeah. Nothing about the Knicks. I wanted to mention. Yes. Is that my, my prediction that Amari Stoudemire will have a comeback year, and that he will play? My prediction is that he will play the full year, or at least most of the year. He's gonna play set at least sixty-five to seventy games, and he's gonna average. 17 plus points a game. That's my that's my prediction of the year. Where where is that coming from? I'm not I'm not saying that cuz I think it sounds ridiculous. I'm just asking you. Uh just based on basically when he's been healthy the last 2 years, he's basically per 36, he's basically giving you like 20 points a game shoot and shooting like 58%. Like when he's he- like when he's healthy, He's like he's still a dominant offensive player, but he, every, every time it takes him about ten games to get back in, like just get his coordination right. He's still a shitty defender. That doesn't that doesn't change that. Um, but I don't know. I, I think he's. I think he like he cut weight. Um, they're they're monitoring. So I just think he's going to play the whole year. And I think as long as he's put, and the thing is, I think they saw at the end of last year that he is much better in the starting lineup than Barnyarni. So if he's starting. And he's getting, he's playing 30 minutes a game, you know, 25, 30 minutes a game. I think he'll, and they actually, I'll tell you, it was for the first time ever, it's kind of ironic they traded Chandler, but the, the Chandler, Mello, uh, Amari front line was working. Because when those guys are actually playing well, you forget, like, when that came together, those are all, like, basically top 25 players. Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, and, and Amari, he's still pretty physically dominant. You know, there's still things he can do. Like, in the post, like, people don't actually really, Like, that's a guy who went to Hakeem Olajuwon and came back with crazy post moves. Yeah. Like, he's, he's dominant in the post. Like, he scores pretty much, pretty consistently. I, I still don't think he's a great basketball player. Like I said, he's not a great defender, not much of a passer. And even for his size, not really even a great rebounder. But, um... But that's that. That's my prediction. But the thing is, if you're the Knicks and you can get 16 points tonight from Mar Stoudemire, that that does a lot for your for your scoring. You need a guy like the, to me. The whole mellow thing doesn't work. And even when they won 54 games, to me, not having Stoudemire means Mello has too much pressure on him. He needs someone to alleviate. Uh, there needs to be another go-to guy besides J.R. Smith. That you say, all right, let's give that guy the ball in the post and let him create some stuff yeah. and take that pressure off, you know. Yeah. And to me, it doesn't work unless you have that. What team is going to be better than people think, and what team is going to be worse than people think? What team is going to be better than people? Think? I think Miami will be better than people think. I think they're actually going to be. I I I probably would say they're going to be a four or five seed. Um, as far as better than people think. Um, I think uh, the the Pelicans are going to make a big step forward. Um, I think if they're healthy, you know, I think Anthony, you know, Anthony Davis is going to take another step into, like, just being completely dominant. And if uh, Drew Holiday can stay healthy, if um, – Ryan Anderson can stay healthy. I think they're going to be. They were when they had their top five guys, where it was Anthony Davis, Ryan Anderson, Tyreek Evans, um, Eric Gordon, and Drew Holiday. That that five is insane. Yeah, 
but they, but they basically only played together for like five games or ten games. Or yeah. So, um, who's going to be worse so that, than people think? Um, did I, did I say only teams that were that were that were better? Oh yeah, I did. I said two teams are better. <laughs> who's going to be worse? Um, let me go through. Hmm. I don't know if I don't know if people think they're gonna be worse, but I think Brooklyn's gonna take a big step back. Um, but I don't know if people are, are rating them very high anyway. Uh, but I I think they they will take a step back. Um, the West is so difficult to tell because the the upper tier pretty much is unchanged. Right. Almost. Um, you know. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I think the West is going to be pretty similar. It's always going to be one surprise team, um, but it's just, it's just going to be tough because you could be really good, and you know it's like someone's not going to. Be, you know, it's like the, the Phoenix Suns are great and they made 40, 48 games and they didn't make the playoffs. Right. You know, so um, it's it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to say because things are. For the most part, have not changed. So I'd say Brooklyn. I think I think Brooklyn could 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 fall out of the 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 race unless Brook Lopez comes back and averages twenty five, and and Darren Williams reminds us that he's alive. Is there <laughs> is there a rookie that you you're really looking forward to watching? Um, I mean, I think you know everyone. You know, actually, I'll say it's the the rookie I'm looking to watch. To watch isn't even a rookie. He's but technically it's his first year is is Nerlens Noel. Oh, I, that guy's yeah. gonna. Be, I saw some of his the summer league and he looked like a freak. <laughs> you know he was just doing like you're just like whoa this guy's like I don't I don't even know what it's almost almost it's like it, Dikembe Mutombo and like Kevin Garnett had a baby. You know it's you know <laughs> that's scary. Um, yeah, but he's just you know it's just swatting everything and he can run like a gazelle and it's like. You know, that thing is, if, if Joel Embiid is healthy, gets healthy, you know, comes back, that those two guys could be like the most dominant defensive two-man uh, tandem in, in 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 the league. But it's it's a lot of ifs. You know? Yeah. Actually, I'm really looking forward. You know, really look forward to to Derrick Rose. You know, he look. You know, he he looks like he's he's got his athleticism. I mean, that just please you know, I, you know I don't, i'm not a religious man but you know hopefully the lord jehovah you know what i'm saying fucking tom cruise scientology god whatever make that motherfucker stay healthy cuz he's he's so much fun to watch i would question a lot of things i believe in if he got hurt again like if he had a Sean livingston type layup i don't know if you remember that back in the day with the clippers where he came down and just killed his ACL. i heard about it but oh. i never saw it I, i'm it, not going to see it like it's i i watched it I watched it and then I showed somebody else it and it was like I felt like I had I felt awful for watching it. like I felt like I committed a crime for watching it because it's like it was that it it was worse than when Lattimore tore his whole leg apart against Tennessee or Clemson or whoever they played the kid from South Carolina the running back cuz it was like he went up and he came down it was just like it was over and 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 like the pain on his face was like it was bad so if something happened to Derrick Rose Again, I would, <laughs> I would feel really bad because I, I always liked his demeanor too, and that that dude is a killer on the floor, and they and they have a real shot. I mean, when you think about how good Chicago's been without him the last two years, it's kind of scary to think what they can do with him. And then you still got Jimmy yeah. Butler developing. You've got McDermott in there now. You got somebody who can shoot, and you've got uh, Paul yeah. Gasol to put in there with uh, Noah. Like that's that's scary, man. Yeah, and they still have. Uh... Kirk Heinrich, who's been great for them, and then what's the uh, the backup point guard uh, that was that was starting? I forget his name, but DJ DJ uh, Augustine. Oh, Augustine, yeah, DJ Augustine. He went to Detroit, actually. Huh? The Pistons got he went to Detroit. Yeah, the Pistons picked oh, up him and uh, Jody Meeks. They picked up those two. Oh yeah, I like Jody Meeks. I mean, Jody Meeks had a really good season last year. Yeah. Mean, they need don't. shooting too. They need shooting. Everybody is shooting. Everybody, <laughs> you never have enough shooting. Never, 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 never. Um, yeah, who? who which team we're we talking about? We're talking about uh, the Bulls. 
Dad Bowles. Bowles, Bowles, yeah, yeah. And is 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 Meredith is he coming this year? I yes, they they kept on their promise to him because remember they they were starting to get in there with the Kevin Love trade rumors and that yeah, if they, they brought in Love they, that they were going to potentially keep him overseas for another year. But they told him when they drafted him that they were going to bring him after year one of him being over there. So so now that the Cleveland thing is like a handshake deal or whatever, yeah, Miritic will be with them, which I think will be huge too. That'll be interesting. I just like I like Coach yeah, Thibodeau, they, man. I, I like Chicago. I like the way they play. I, I, you know, realistically knowing that the Pistons have an outside chance, maybe, of making the playoffs. I'm really pulling for the Bulls to have a good year, just because I, I like Derrick Rose's game and I like the way they play. Well, look at this way: the East is still pretty wide open. Yeah. Um, you know, I think. Oh, another team. Maybe people think are going to be worse. They're going to be better. I think Atlanta is going to be really good again this year. I think yeah. they're going to be even better probably um, than they were last year. So it's going to be – but I think the, the East is still – you can still get in there. You know, because like I said, I expect the Pacers to, 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 to fall down a little bit. Um, I expect Brooklyn to fall down a little bit. Um, so there's there's definitely going to be a little more – there's going to be at least a couple spots probably available that weren't available last year. So anything can happen. You yeah. Know? Got to got to find that chem- chemistry, though. You know, it's gonna be fun. I, I I think Milwaukee has a chance to win a lot more games than they won last year too. I think they drafted well, and I think they they got the right kind of nucleus going. I don't know that they'll be a playoff team this year, but I think uh, I, I I think they can get at least thirty. I think they can get at least thirty wins. They could, but I wouldn't expect it. I'd, I'd say I'm, I'm saying the under under 25. That's what I'm saying. I think it's still going to be because they're all still young. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, dude, this has been a lot of fun, man. I always appreciate the time. You're always very gracious with your time. I love talking to you, and we definitely got to do this again soon, man. I'm, uh, like I said, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get the ball rolling with this again. Hopefully, I can feature somebody every couple of weeks, whether it's a band or an artist. And uh, you were one of the first people I wanted to talk to again, man. So I, I really appreciate the time, as always. And we welcome you back to 187 The Stink. I'm Mike Baum with Mike Jameson. P.U. is right. And you know what works with P.U.? Baby wipes and sage candles. That's Dude, what I they use. didn't have baby wipes back then. They well, get had, a paper towel, soak it in the sink, towel. and wrap it up in a Ziploc bag. Ziploc bags. And guess what? We've got to give another shout-out. We forgot to another one of our sponsors, Pet Rock. It doesn't move. It doesn't look at you. It simply is there for you wherever you take it. Pet Rock. I hear they got this new thing on. It's called a Cabbage Patch Kid. What the hell is that? Cabbage Patch Kids. Oh, you see the hair on those crazy little buggers? Almost looks like me before I do my perm in the morning and get my mullet nice and shapely. That's right. Party in the front and the business is in the back. And that's how we do it here on 187 The Stink. But hey, Mike, what's it? What'd you think of Doc Coyle? Just a swell individual, wasn't he? He played some basketball. Dude, I love, I love, I love it. We're gonna, we're gonna call that uh, cheesy radio guys. Yes, yes, cheesy radio. guys. And you know what? And I, I want to say this too. Uh, everybody out there who listens to the show, thank you so much. Uh, I know I went away for a little bit, but this is what I really have a lot of fun doing: is broadcasting doing the podcast so well you were uh, saving weren't you saving baby seals or something baby seals yeah. no i wasn't saving baby seals i, I did get nominated to oh, do wow. the uh ice bucket challenge though did you? by my I brother did it did you see it i, I did saw mine. yours i saw yours yeah that man that that's got to be one of the biggest viral campaigns in recent memory sorry i'm playing with this clip i'm sorry oh, jesus God, sorry I was i freaking you out <laughs> I kept thinking maybe the turn, maybe there the song was clicking over on the no, turntable. No, that's that's my mind, man. Oh, it's okay. just I, I, but uh, but yeah, I think I'm just gonna donate though. I think I'm just gonna donate. You're not gonna do it? No, I just I I think it's great. Don't get me wrong. I think they made fifty million dollars in three weeks. I know. They've I think only made like two million a year for the past four years. I think it's up to eighty million. Oh my! But God. but I just I just want to be low key about it. You know what I mean? Oh, so, you're not low key. Though. I, I I am though. You don't think you're I'm low key? Mike Bowman. You're Mike Bowman. When I do this, there's a different side of me that you're comes Joe out. Pesci. This is when I'm I'm most comfortable. Who's the other guy? You don't want to see Joe Pesci come out, do you? Oh, that'll just piss off. Goodfellas was on today. That's Uh, residual money. Drummond. Yeah, he didn't like that. The guy that we were talking about in the intro of this actually actually said I had a a big ego 
uh, because I did Joe Pesci impressions yeah. on the radio. Yeah. So apparently if you do Joe Pesci impressions poorly, that may, means you have a big ego. But yours weren't poor. They were pretty but, good. Uh, they actually show Goodfellas was on today after The Fugitive, two yeah. of my all-time favorite movies. You didn't get any work done today, did you? I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> that was before I started calling people. <laughs> that was before I started calling people and uh, was getting some no's. No, but actually, there's there's a construction group. Uh, this means nothing to the people who are listening to this, but there is a construction company uh, who did answer the phone today, and uh, they're going to get back to me. Really? Yeah, the guy, uh, yeah, yeah, out in White House, you know. So, knock on wood. Say some prayers for us, for those of you who believe in uh, in, in Jesus and, and the, little guys. the Almighty God above, because um, that's how the little guys we'll survive, always be man. the little guys. I never want to be the big guys. But see, you, you remember a time, and I'm not trying to make you feel old, but when local programming, there was good local programming. And yep. that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring that exactly. back. Yep. You know what I mean? So... We have fun doing this stuff, and, and, and what I was going to say is for any bands that follow me on Twitter who listen to this, or if you're a musician and you listen to this and you want to get your music out there, this is not a shameless plug. I'm just letting you know. Seriously, follow me on Twitter at mbauman5. That's M-B-A-U-M-A-N and the number 5. Follow me on Twitter. I'll follow you back. Send me a direct message, and we'll we'll hook this thing up. We'll work it out because that's that's what this show is all about is getting music out to people. I got some news for you that you Let's don't even do know it. this. I'm going to do it right on air live with you. I talked to Kathy Camerica over at WTV or WGTE Channel 30. And Kathy, you know, we did the Toledo Live show. Yes. Um, you did the Toledo Live yes. show. Kathy basically told me there is always a spot open if we want to bring that is the one show they get phone calls about to this day when is that coming back so just thought you'd like to hear that yeah man that's awesome and, that's uh, awesome you know we'll uh we're gonna work a little bit on that and uh figure out a way to do it in high definition yeah there's something coming i up. mean because who's who's doing anything like that yeah you know what i mean and these bands are wonderful yeah i mean and, and and that's the thing man is is everybody and that's what I'm trying to sell, even when I'm trying to sell advertising for Toledo Sports Network. It's like everybody starts somewhere. Yep. Even the first time I, I talked to Doc, he talked about, you know, you know, moments that stuck out in his career. And I and, and it was at Ozfest, which was the big metal fest in the early two thousands. And uh, uh the who's who in the in the heavy metal hard rock world, uh-huh. those were the bands playing there. And he remembered just you know, cheersing with Mark Morton, I believe oh. it was from Lamb of God, and they just both looked at each other when I think Ozzy was playing and just said, "Can you believe this friggin' stuff, man? Right now, like here we are. Like at least we can remember and savor this moment because, you know, it wasn't too long ago when we were playing in people's garages to like two people. Right. You know what I mean? There's a local musician, Dooley Wilson. I talked to him a few years ago. He told me he remembered when the White Stripes played at Frankie's in Toledo oh, to goodness. nobody. To nobody. Now Jack White is a household name. Yep, exactly. The Black Keys, they used to be a a house band at Mickey Finn's, a little pub in downtown Toledo. They used to be the house band there. They'd play there once a month to virtually nobody. And look where they are at now. So keep it going if you're a musician out there. Keep playing. Whatever it is that you do or whatever it is that you're passionate about. Listen, man, I have a college degree. I have a part-time job right now with some wonderful people, I might add great people and you know what i don't think that i'm above that because i got to do what i got to do to survive you know my previous employer downsized they eliminated my eliminated my position you know don't be afraid to hustle that's what i've learned i got a hell of a lot to learn i'm only 26 but in my time i've learned don't be afraid to hustle but also don't sell yourself short and what i mean by that is if you're a musician and you got to have a job to make ends meet do what you got to do. Go out on tour, come back home, work until you get to that point where maybe music is all you can do or all, all you have that ability to just do music full time. You know what I mean? So don't don't be afraid to hustle, but also don't sell yourself short. Have confidence in yourself. For me, that was the biggest thing, you know, believing in myself, believing I could do it, believing I'm worth it. And I'm still getting to that point as far as doing this full time. Just believing in yourself and believing you know, that, that you are worth somebody's time and you're worth somebody to turn their head. So uh, keep doing it, and uh, thank you for listening to the show, man. I really appreciate it. And if you're interested in checking out what we do, go to YouTube, type in Toledo Sports Network. I am also going to be working on getting the past episodes of Bauman, Bauman's Breakdown up on my own YouTube channel because uh, I only have so many 
space, uh, so much space on Podbean, which kudos to Podbean because there's a bunch of us doing this kind of stuff and they're awesome for providing the host service at a good price. But I can only afford to do like the lower end ones. So I, I, I only have the room for maybe like nine or 10, if that episodes. So all the latest shows are up right now, but some of the older ones, um, especially some of the initial ones, like with Mike D from Kill Switch and Ray Luzier from Corn. Uh, Elias Soriano from Nonpoint. They got a new album coming out in September. Check it out. Great guys. I'm working on slowly but surely. I I'm I'm aiming to have a goal of all of those up on YouTube, so you can always go there and check them out as well. Uh, and just you know type in Bomb's Breakdown, and and those interviews will come up. Uh, but other than that, Mikey, anything else you want to add before we wrap this puppy up? No, we did pretty good today. Did pretty good. I think yeah. you got uh, you got a nice one in today, and uh, just hey, proud to be working with you on this, man. It's yeah, really man, good. it's fun, and I'm excited for Friday. We're gonna do it up for uh, high school football, baby. So for Mike Jameson, I'm Mike Bauman here on 187 The Stink. Keep the faith and be kind to one another, and follow Doc Coyle at Doc Coyle. Peace. <laughs>